Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We continue to examine our topic that we've been looking at in the last several episodes, which is uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And now there's all sorts of debate, particularly over terminology related to such things. But you see in Scripture that uh, uh, the Holy Spirit gives gifts to men. We've seen that in Ephesians 4 and we've seen in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12 that the Holy Spirit gives gifts to those who are believers. And he gives these gifts as he desires and when he desires and in the manner that he desires. And the whole point and purpose is for the common good and for the common good of the body of Christ. The last few episodes we've been in Ephesians 4, and we've seen a great deal, which I don't have time to go back and review right now, but I just want to pick up in the uh, 17th verse of Ephesians 4 where we were last time, because Paul reiterates again to them that they would no longer walk as the Gentiles also walked, okay? In other words, he said, I want to affirm this together with the Lord. The Lord is telling me to say this. I don't want you to walk the way the Gentiles walked, and that is the way that they used to walk, the sin that they were involved in. And it was the futility of their mind. They were darkened and understanding. They were actually excluded from the life of God because they were ignorant. Their hearts were hard. Their hearts had become callous. And they'd been given over to their own sensuality. And they'd gotten to the point, and the Gentiles are like this, that they were practicing every kind of impurity with greediness. Okay, impurity with greediness. In other words, they're wanting more and more and more of this every kind of impurity that they were practicing. But then the Spirit hastens to say very quickly, verse 20, but you did not learn Christ in this way. Okay? He's saying, you know that this isn't what true salvation is about. You did not learn Christ in this way. You didn't learn him by being in sin and all this. You learned him by the gospel message. Now listen to what the word says. This is Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 20. But you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard him, and have been taught in him just as truth is in Jesus. So there's actually uh, five verses right here that are all one sentence again. We've seen that all the way through Ephesians, how they're rather lengthy sentences. And what he's saying is, if you are truly saved, he says, if indeed you heard him. And that if indeed, uh, it depends on the context. It usually carries the idea being that since you have believed, since you have heard him, and have been taught. So it isn't quite the questioning in like it is in an English language to where we say, if you believe that you're uh, drawing doubt, that you're drawing questions to things, it's a declaration that since you have heard him and have been taught in him. So since you have learned this, if you're a true believer, and since you have been taught in him, that you know that Jesus is the truth, just as truth is in Jesus. Then verse 22, that in reference to your former manner of life. In other words, the way that you were before, when uh, you were Gentiles, or if you were Jewish, acting like Gentiles, you were in sin. In reference to that, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. So let me stop there for a moment. That's the end of verse 22. He says, you know, in reference to that old life, you need to lay aside. Okay? You need to lay it aside. Now, that begs some interesting questions. You know, uh, 
we would hope, and sometimes people think, well, you know, I'm saved now, so I will no longer struggle with sin. I'll no longer struggle with the old self. Well, nothing could be further from the truth, right? And the Scripture tells us that, that we have a role and responsibility here. Other portions of the Scripture tell us to die daily to the self, to die to the old man. Somebody will say, well, yeah, I died to him, but then he resurrected himself. Yep, 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 yep. Die to it again. Okay, die to it again. He's saying here, lay aside the old self. And that old self is being corrupted uh, in accordance with the lust of deceit. In other words, uh, how we desire to go after these things that are not good, that are lies, deceit, sin. He says, lay this aside, then verse 23, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So he's saying, lay aside this old thing and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. We saw that in Romans 12, how we're new creatures. We're new creations now. It doesn't mean that we don't exist in these corporeal bodies. We do. And we're still suffering the ravages of sin. All you got to do is look in a mirror every morning, right? <laughs> and you see uh, what happens to sin as we grow older. He says, but be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now watch this. Verse 22, he says, lay aside the old self. Look what he says in verse 24. And put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. I tell you, this is some profoundly encouraging and joyous things right here. We're told to lay aside the old self. That's being corrupted and everything. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self. What is this new self? It says, which God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. I left a couple of words out because those words were added in the English language to where we could understand it a little better. You'll see that in italics. So quite often I just read the verse again without the italics just to get a feel for it. And what it's saying is, it says, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. That new self that we are as believers is made in the righteousness of God and in the likeness of God and in the holiness of God. God has been created in righteousness and the holiness of the truth. God has created a new self for each and every true believer. It is a righteous self. It is a holy self based upon the truth. God created it in righteousness, right doing. He created it in holiness that we could live righteously and that we can be holy. Remember I talked about that last episode or two about being holy. The scripture tells us to do that. No, you can't do it in the flesh. You can't do it within the soulish arena, but you can do it by the renewing of your mind and putting on the new self, laying aside the old self, being dead to the old things and the old way of life and putting on the new self because that new self is created by God who is righteous and holy is created by him that we may be righteous and holy. One last thing. It says, put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. God the Father is spirit. This new self is made in the likeness of God. Does that mean that we're little gods? No, 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 no. People will pervert that all the time. What it does mean is that we are made in the image of God, man is, 
Now, when you have the new self, you're made in the likeness of God. It's not that I have to create righteousness, that I have to create holiness. No, what I have to do is put aside the old self, abide in the Lord, refuse to abide in the flesh, and His righteousness and holiness will break forth. That's really a very exciting thing. Again, His righteousness, His holiness is within every believer. We are in His likeness. So let me encourage you to live that out today. Died to the old self, put on the new self, and watch what the Lord does. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.